0: Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. ...house of the Lord. Thank you for your sons and daughters. Thank you for your spirit that bears witness that we are your family. Thank you for your grace that abounds towards us. Thank you for days of celebration. Thank you, Lord, for provision and resources. Thank you for faithfulness of increase and profits and fruitfulness in our lives. I pray this day in the house of the Lord, we walk away with wisdom. We walk away with our hearts aligned to your heart, tuned up, feeling well, excited and animated, encouraged in being able to stay faithful. And to continue to run this race. Thank you for a renewed mind. That does not conform to this world. But it is transformed. Allow us this day to walk away with the word of the Lord. That we can be encouraged and strengthened and ready at your coming. For we know that your coming is soon, O God. And you're doing a fast work in our lives. Preparing us to be faithful sons and daughters of the most high God. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our spiritual leaders. Thank you for the provisions in the house of God. To our children that are satisfied and quenched. And like arrows in the hand of the mighty. They shall hit the bullseye of purpose in your purpose. Father, we give you thanks for what we will receive now. Bless it and enrich it and make it sustaining life in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In 1940, the war broke out with a a big load of men. You guys know the story. In World War I, almost all the Germans that went out to war did not come back to Germany. That left a big group of orphans. A big group of fatherless people who had no identity and had very little legacy. Um, They didn't know. If you you do the studies, you see the overwhelming amount of fatherless young German boys. And they were dying to be faithful sons. They were dying to walk in the creation of their order. And one man with the spirit of Antichrist, Hitler... He understood the move across Germany, and he started calling sons back to the the motherland, to to Germany. And all these guys raised up, and they started coming. They called them Nazis. And the Nazis, it was an antichrist spirit, and it went against the legitimacy of sons. It was illegitimate sons going against legitimate sons. And at that point, the sons of God that were upon the earth is called the Jewish people. And they were grabbed and they were placed in concentration camps. Listen, the spirit of Antichrist that came over Europe in the times of the Second World War through Nazi Germany began to grab legitimate sons and put them in something called a concentration camp. And if if you don't understand and look through this in a prophetic mindset, and you put your your God glasses on and you see what was going on there? Okay, look how the devil's spirit... Came against the Spirit of God to deprive legitimate sons of their legacy. He began to put them in jails and in prisons called concentration camps and kill them. And this spirit is still upon the earth. Hitler is long gone and dead, but the spirit abides upon the earth coming against the sons of God to hold them captive, to make them hunger, to deprive them from having family. They would split fathers and sons, split brothers and sisters, and placed in annihilation. And what happens here, that these legitimate sons in prisons are not fed, they're not nourished, they're not taken care for, they're not instructed, they do not develop, they do not create, they do not produce anything. And then the sons of Satan are coming against the legacy of legitimate sons. That same spirit is upon the earth today. And when you see a son deprived and destitute and malnourished and starving, you know he's held captive by the spirit of disobedience. By that antichrist spirit that doesn't want to give these men a name, a legacy. You know, they they gave them numbers. They took away their, their names and they tattooed numbers on their arms. And there were just another number. And, and this man who was in charge of slaughtering these people, he didn't know how bad his conscience had been saturated against the people of Je- the Jewish people until he, he relocated to Brazil and he started working in a cow farm, in a slaughtery house. And he would remember how he slaughtered cows. He says, Holy mackerel, we were slaughtering human beings. We were slaughtering human beings, treating them like if they were things and not like they were sons. Finally, the Spirit of God rises up in the nations and the American people go and they make war against the Spirit. And they bring liberty to these sons of God. But I want you to have the same mindset that the church filled with the Spirit of God is to set free the captive is to bring those who don't understand to understanding is to invite them and unleash them from their prisons and i want to show you a little glimpse of that time and of that place with this small video clip let's go ahead and look at this stand back give us some room here stand back 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 Leave God! Leave God! Leave God! Major needs you up front, right now. Sure. All right, boys, these people need care. Give them water and any spare rations you might have. Grab me some blankets, quick. Oh, my God. Dick? вас right. yeah, can you believe this place? Lager heute morgen verlassen. You said the guards left like yes. this morning, sir. You uh, said uh, the guards left this morning, sir. You said the guards left this morning, sir. You said the guards left this the sir. Jesus the guards the prisoners You Getötet, getötet, getötet. Die, 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 die Wachen hatten nicht genügt. So sie töteten so viele sie konnten. As as und und um, dann verließen sie einfach das Lager. Sie schlossen das Tor hinter sich und gingen Richtung Süden. A glimpse of that episode where they are set free. I want you to understand that we have been set free in Christ. And we have a legacy. And we are super well fed. And we have a family to go to. The Bible says this is true prosperity to be connected to a family, to be sons, to be faithful. And I want to start there in this aspect of these that we're not able to acknowledge Their provision from God. In John chapter 14 verse 1. It says do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let yourself be overcome by situation and circumstance. You believe in God. Believe also in me. What is the message that he's sending? In verse 2. In my father's house. In my father's house. There are many mansions. If it were not so I would have told you. But I go and prepare a place for you. And he says, and when I go and make ready a place for you, I will come back and receive you again to myself, that where I am, there you also may be. See, the whole premise of what God has announced in these last days is that the father is still uh, uh, interested in a dwelling place for his sons. The father is still interested in placing people in family, setting free the captive. Beginning to call the sons back home. And the difference between success, prosperity, or destruction and loss in this world is our connection to the Father. We know that for us, uh, for, for, for sure. In Malachi chapter 4 verse 6 it says, "When so the heart of the Father, the heart of the Son is connected. There will be prosperity and purpose. And if this does not take place, there will be destruction and chaos. If the hearts of fathers and sons are not connected, there is no prosperity, there is no blessing. It was an outright disrespect, dishonor for a son not to show up to the father's house at the father's table for dinner. In 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 5, David concerned with this. He tells Jonathan, tomorrow... Um, it will be time to sit at the table with the Father. Indeed, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king to eat. I have to make provision for my absence on that day. Verse 6, if your father misses me at all, if your father misses me at all, then tell him that you gave me permission to go to be with my family. The only thing that could replace him being at the table of of the father of the kingdom, the king uh, was to be gathered with his family there in Bethlehem, and so it was a it was a there wasn't not an excused absence, but but father and family were still being reminded and connected, and so we see there that the time comes where Saul asked in verse twenty four as the king sat and they all sat as usual. Um, It says, Then David hid in the field, and when the new moon had come, the king sat down to eat at the feast table. Verse 25, And the king sat at his seat, as at other times on the seat, by the wall. And Jonathan arose, and Abner and sat by Saul's side. But David's place was empty. David's place was not filled. Who's the only one that could fill Miguel Vidal's seat? Who? Miguel Vidal. Who's the only one that could sit With Carlos de Leon in his seat. Carlos de Leon. Because God looks amongst his table. Those invited to partake of the father's house. And he expects them to be there. You can say amen. Go ahead. This is good. God expects you to be a faithful son. There's only two kinds of men in the world. Faithful sons and illegitimate sons. Sons that are not sons. Sons that could care less about family. Sons that don't want to leave a legacy. Sons that are like these men at the concentration camps. They look horrendous. They look awful. They look that they have been destroyed by Satan. Death. The stench of death is all over them. And so God wants us to be faithful sons. And this is the Bible's calling in these last days For sons and daughters to come home. To sit at the Lord's table and not have an empty seat. And not be sitting at the table of demons. And not to be mockers and fools. And so there it is, Hebrews 10, uh, chapter 2, verse 10, where it says, This is the heart of God, that he might bring many sons to glory. It was fitting for him for whom all things and by whom all things are made. In bringing, say with me, many sons to glory. God is not interested in seeing a son like these men in these days that are are for sure sons of Satan. Daughters of the devil. They're wearing the shame. They're wearing the dishonor. They're flaunting the glory of this world. And the Bible says he decided in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. Our captain is Jesus. Hey, listen, as we go and we make roll call Christina, Joseph, Adriana, we, we go through Adriana, We We go through this. God has daughters. He has sons. Peculiar about making sure the whole world knows that they are sons of the Most High God. There's no doubt. The the disciplines and correction of our Father are consistent with having become faithful sons. So some of these that gather in the house of God says, Hey, Pastor, I believe. I believe. You can't say I don't believe. And I'm gonna tell you, James chapter 2, verse 19. It says, the demons believe. The only difference between you and demons is that demons believe and they tremble. You just believe. You don't tremble. You don't tremble. You don't fear God. If you feared God, you would walk in the wisdom. For wisdom, the the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. And you say, I want to be a son. And now I have a responsibility because God has told me that, that I'm not to function in these days as a clown Or a circus, what's the guy who sits in the middle of the ring? Master of of Ceremonies, they have another name also? I'm not a ringmaster. I'm not here saying... Listen, I'm here to make sure there's a distinction between you being a son of God or you being a clown. And when I see a clown, when I see somebody who doesn't take the things of God serious, I'm going to ask you to go join a circus, but to not come to this place. It's my responsibility as a spiritual father. He makes me a spiritual father so that there will be spiritual sons. And so Matthew chapter 3 verse 16 says that there will be a distinction in the last days. Not Matthew, I'm sorry, Malachi 3.16. And there will be a distinction in the last days, Malachi 3.16, where it says like this. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another and said, the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance, he pulls out a book, was written before them all, those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. There's, there's a seriousness about our calling. And what God has done in our lives in these days, To I'll tell you something, I was a son of the devil, a liar, a thief, a a charlatan, a mocker, a, a silly man. No seriousness. And God, through his spirit, he says, all those who believe were made sons of God. We're given the power to be sons of God. That's the distinction. And he says in this, verse 17, he says, here is the distinction of a son. They belong to me, says the Lord of hosts. On the day that I make them, verse 17, back up, I will make them a precious jewel. There will be diamonds in my hands. I will will make sure that they shine bright. They will have the most value. They will be intense. You know what a jewel is for to show off? There's no other purpose for a jewel than to say, Wah. "And girl, gets a Wah. put your sunglasses on." Wah. A jewel is to show forth great value, great peculiarity, great riches. There's nothing like this one—the great star of India, or whatever the the case may be—the golden whatever. See, all these things are jewels, and they adorn. And I will spare them. They will not be destroyed. As a man who spares his own son. Who serves him. Now what what is it that that makes a distinction. Whether you're a son of God or you're not. What is the distinction between you being valuable. Or you being useless. Depart from me. You worker of iniquity. You're unfit. You're unuseful. Verse 18. It says a son A man who spares his son who serves him. Verse 18, he says, this is the distinction. Then you shall be able to tell between the righteous and the wicked. Between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve God. That's a son. A son is one who serves his father. And if you're not serving the father, you're either a prodigal son distant, you're disobedient, you're disconnected. Or you're connected and you're saying, Father, make me like one of your servants. Teach me how to be a son. That's what the prodigal said. Teach me how to be a real son. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 7, it says, it is for discipline that you endure. God, If, if through discipline you endure, if you endure discipline, correction, if you endure people being able to correct and instruct you, God deals with you as a son. For what son is there whom the father does not discipline? None. If, he's, if we're his son, he's, he's addressing us. Why? Because of greater responsibility, greater stewardship. There's no worse son that tells his parents, shut up. I know what I'm doing. I don't want to hear you. Nah, 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 nah. He's 10 years old. He's telling his mom, I don't want to hear you. He's a fool. He's never be prepared to become a great husband, a great father, a great minister. And so there it is. What makes a distinction is the one who serves versus the one who doesn't serve. And the one who serves is being disciplined. Verse 8 says, but if you are without instruction, if you are without correction, if you are without discipline, basically if you're doing what you feel like it, you're not a son. You are illegitimate. You are not sons. I have a responsibility to not be a ringmaster and raise clowns and fools. And so in the coming days, I will be a father over this house. And I'll call you and say, listen to me, you're acting like a clown. You're not acting like a son of God. You're not participating as a son of God. You do not come to the table. You do not participate. Last month, a man came up to me and says, please, please let me come. I want to be a part of this family. I said, listen, you do not show up. You can't be here. You're crying. The man was literally crying, wanting to be a part of this house. But just one little insignificant sentiment in his heart, I don't want to show up. I want to come on Sundays and pretend like I'm a son. I want to come on Sundays and and really be a part of a serious family. Listen, I told them, no, 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 no. Listen, if you want to show me you're serious, you go to another church for a year. You go and serve in that church. You be obedient to that pastor. You allow instruction to come in your life. If at the end of 12 months I go to that pastor and say, hey, how's my, my buddy doing who wants to be a son? And he says, you know something? He's a servant. He's serious. He's faithful. Then I'll say you could come back and be part of a serious family. Then you could come back here and call yourself a Christian. Then you could come back here and you can participate in a table that wants to honor God. The statistics show that 80% of the Christians that attend church, 80% of the Christians do nothing at church but just come on Sunday. They don't tithe. There's no offering. They don't serve. They don't participate. They don't show up to the events. I don't need, we don't need. The world does not need Christians like that. The world does not need people who go around saying, I'm a Christian, and are doing whatever they feel like it, whenever they feel like it, wherever they feel like it, as much as they feel like it. Listen, you're invited to do that. We invite people all the time to do that. This is what we say. You're invited to do that somewhere else. Go and be a clown in another place. Every year since this church started, I call families together and I say, you know something? You've been here long enough to know what we're doing, to see what we want to be. And obviously, you're not interested. You want to start a new breed of Christianity. You want to start the new 2014 model of being a son of God that does not serve, that does not obey, that is not financially responsible. You never, never honor this house You must find yourself a family according to your own heart, a family that doesn't care, a family that doesn't serve, a family that has the spirit of orphan. For it was in that same chapter, John chapter 14, that he says these powerful words in verse 7, I think it's verse 7, where he he tells him, you know something? I'm doing something spectacular. I'm doing something so powerful in your time. And and in order to achieve that purpose, I will make sure that I will not leave you to look like you are an orphan. Chapter 14, verse 18. In the same chapter where God is saying to his people, in my father's house, there's a place for you. But not to be a rebel, not to be disobedient, not to be illegitimate, not to be destitute and disconnected. It's a place where you are invited to be a son, for I will not leave you as an orphan. I will not leave you as orphans. I want to have a relationship with you. I want you to know that you have a dad who concerns himself enough to instruct you, to give you a blessing. It is there that that we understand if God doesn't discipline us we're not children. We remain illegitimate. We don't have true papers. That's what an orphan is. I don't know who my father is. I don't know who my family is. I don't have a last name. I don't belong anywhere. That's an orphan. And the Spirit of God is not going to leave you like those concentration camp sons starving to death with no discipline, with no instruction. They didn't They didn't have breakfast. You don't want to show up? Okay, Then don't have breakfast. You don't want to have lunch? Don't show up. You're not going to have lunch. You don't want to have dinner? Don't show up. There's no dinner. There's no water in the house. There's no no servant. You have no identity. You don't have no legacy. It's a a great thing to be a son. I'm I'm sure my sons go around. My dad is Joaquin Molina. They will soon identify to their dad. Joseph Torres is the same. The Hanau is the same. All the sons want to have a house. They want to have a family. They want to have most of all a big inheritance a big inheritance not how do you prove you're a son well i promise you man listen uh, a man called me about 20 years ago he says i am elvis son (laughs) elvis was on tour in venezuela and he slept with my mom and here it is elvis jr he wanted to be elvis son i said son If you are Elvis' son, go get a DNA check real quick and you have millions of dollars that are going to come your way. Because everybody wants an inheritance. But not everybody wants to be a true son. Not everybody wants to honor the house and be part of the family. Not everybody has the spirit of God. That's what God says there in uh, John chapter 14. He says, this whole thing about being a son in the father's house in verse 7 he says i tell you the truth it's to your advantage that i go away for if i do not go away the helper the helper will not come john 14:7 uh-huh let's go to verse 8 show us the father show us who's going to correct us show us who's going to teach us my friend listen God will not start a family, a spiritual family, without fathers. Those are orphans that don't have fathers. You have people wanting to be part of families everywhere. Listen to me. I have Christian friends that are going from church to church to church to church to church because of one reason. They refuse to have a father. They refuse to understand Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For all you are being led by the Spirit of God. Those led by the Spirit of God... Are sons of God. Romans 8, 14. If you're being led by God's spirit, it's going to cause you. As many are as are led by the... I'm a son of God, but without a father. I'm a son of God, but I'm still a spiritual orphan. I've been in five families. None of them have wanted to adopt me. I'm a rebel. Listen to me. If you're a son of God, the spirit of God leads you as a son of God. Verse 15, it says... For you did not receive a spirit of selfishness again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. The gates of the concentration camp are open so that you could come and say, I want to eat. I want clothes. I want a ring. I want shoes. I want a celebration. I want to dance as a faithful son of God like the prodigal son. I want to be part of the family. I want to be known as, as an honorable son. It says, but you received the spirit of adoption. And the spirit of adoption allows you to cry out, Abba, Father. One of the things that most strikes me about that little video clip is the man who goes up and starts kissing this man. It could have been that before he was in that concentration camp, you're like, I don't need you. I don't need family. I don't need sons. I don't need liberation. I don't need deliverance. I could could be on my own. Look, listen to me. You see, guys that are coming back home and they love family. They love being sons. They love serving the house. They love being faithful. They love raising up, being able to be part of a family. That's the spirit of adoption. And we know one thing in this course, Mark 3 25, that if we do not enter into the order of a house, of a family, of a father, of instruction, of correction, that's what the spirit of God does. If the house is divided, it won't prosper. How could we have sons in the house? We say, hey, we're all going to be at a park celebrating men. And we have some that are going to. Listen, stay over there far from the family. Stay over there far from your own life. Do not partake. Stay over there committed to other things. Celebrate those things. And to see what the end result will become of your life and your lineage. And you're going to be like these Jewish people. You're not going to be able to walk. You're not going to be able to love. You're not going to be able to embrace. There's no food on the table. You've disconnected yourself. It's a horrible thing to be disconnected. And I promise you, I have a responsibility. In Romans 8, it says, we've received a spirit that makes us sons. Verse 16, Romans eight sixteen. This is the chapter before. The spirit himself that is teaching you to be a son tells our spirit that we are children of God. Some of you are not listening to the spirit of God. Some of you, some of you. The spirit of God is not a spirit of confusion. He's not speaking two things. He's not dividing the house. There's One spirit, one Lord, one baptism, one mind, one thought. That's a family. We all stand for the same thing. It says the spirit himself will tell you you're a son of God. But Romans 9 verse 4 it says this is it. If you're part of God's people, to them belong the adoption, the glory, the giving of the law, the service of God. They serve God. They receive his promises. But the greatest part there is verse 5. Who God has given fathers? Of whom are the fathers? There's a world without fathers. And, and we know separation from the father is chaos, Malachi 4.6. We know that being a son and not getting to the table is being cursed. Listen, you guys missed it. When a son did not come to the table of his father, in the case of David, to the king's table, he was to be executed, killed for dishonoring the family, for saying my provision is somewhere else. I don't have to come and be part of the family. Understand the importance of why he told Jonathan tell your dad. I'm with my family. I care about family I'm not gonna walk in dishonor. I have high responsibility in this house. Listen to me This is a great house not because it's our house, but it's just a great house yes. It's a powerful house People walk in this place and they're like wait till they start asking for money. Okay, wait till they start Listen to me. I told the gentleman you're gonna to come to our house And you're going to rot in your chair before I ask you for money. Because gratefulness is the heart of a son. The son gave all he had. He didn't look at himself. He wasn't thinking about himself. He denied himself. He was a faithful son. That's what a son is. We're raising sons in this house, not religious theologians. I want this house to understand there are fathers in this house. There's discipline in this house. There is character in this house. And because these sons, it says, to them it was given adoption as sons and therefore glory and covenant. Verse, I think it's seven. Let's go back up one. Let me get it. Ready? Verse four. Nine, four. It's because they were sons. Let's go to four there. The Israelites, the people of God to whom pertained the adoption. You're adopted. You really have been adopted. You have papers. Now we treat you like a son. We're your father. We're going to love you, correct you, discipline you. We're going to honor you. We're going to bless you. We're going to prosper you. It says because you are a son, you pertain the adoption and therefore the glory and therefore the covenants and therefore the giving of God's commandments. And therefore you become a servant of God, the service of God. And you get great promises for being a servant. We don't let just anybody serve. Listen to me. A lady came to my office some years ago. She says, Pastor, I go to a church, and my husband plays the congas. He's a great conga player. I said, so what's the problem? And you're in a church, you're a Christian, and your husband plays the congas. He goes, yeah, but there's only one thing. About six months ago, my husband went and got a girlfriend, and he brings his church to church, his girlfriend, and he plays the conga. I'm his wife. I'm sitting there, and his girlfriend is sitting there, and the pastor... Is saying hallelujah and praise the Lord. We don't allow that in this house. You don't have that, not even in Sunday school. You don't have that amongst the ushers. This is a house that honors the name of God. And we're not going to have people who dishonor God in this house. We're not going to give our daughters to fools. We don't want any fool in the house. Now, yeah, it's a place of recovery. Some guy says, yeah, but the church is a hospital, and I'm sick. And I go, no, you're, not, you're sick, and you're pathetic. You're two things. But my dad's a doctor, and you don't go into a hospital and go and give everybody leprosy and STDs, and you roam around the halls like an imbecile. In a hospital, if you're really sick, they put you in quarantine 40 days without breathing on anybody. And so in our church, we're going to check you out for 40 days for a time of grace, a period to figure out if you truly are captive and the Satan has you and you are a derelict and we're going to set you free, we're going to preach you good news, we're going to heal you, all that it takes. But when we figure out that you want to be a son of Satan, you're obedient to disobedience, you're faithful to rebellion, you show up at every table where there's a seat for a rebel. When we figure out that you want to be a son Hijo del diablo, That's translates son of the devil. If you want to honor Satan, the one who kills, the one who steals, the one who destroys, we will invite you to do it somewhere else. This is not a rebellious house. This is not a rebellious table. This is not a dishonorable table. We want to. We love. We're like those guys. I still remember coming out of that picture in my life. They had to go get another soldier that could speak the same language. We will go get translators. We will put you with people that have gone through what you've gone through to understand the language. They, the war is over. The captives have been set free. The spirit of the Lord is upon me to declare good news. We were setting the captives free. We've opened up the adoption center for adopted sons, adoptive daughters that want to honor and sit at this table of high honor. We've been doing this for a long time. I've told people this. Listen, we're not doing this now because you showed up. Way before you came, we were doing this. And way after you leave, we're going to continue to do what our father desires to do. Because a son desires only one thing. is to honor dad. To honor dad. What does dad want? That's what we're going to do. We're going to walk in that direction. And so Paul says these things. To the Israelites belong the fathers. Romans 9.4. And because the father from whom is Christ. This is the order of Christ. Verse 7. We'll just run on the second service right right through. They are all children because they are the seed of Abraham. In Isaac your seed shall be called. I want to tell you that at one time the prodigal son said these words. Luke 15, 19. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I can't be a son. So let me start at the next best place. Teach me how to be one of your servants. Maybe if I serve long enough and faithfully enough, you'll see that I'm a true son. That I'm not looking after my interest. I'm looking after your interest. I'm looking after the interest of the family and the house. And so I want to encourage you to stand this morning and to to contemplate these things. I will be calling you. Listen to me. You will know this. I will be calling you. And I will be telling you, this is a family. This is not an organization This is uh, the household of God. You are members of a family. You're sons of God. You're not to dishonor the name of the family of God. You're not to walk like a non-Christian. You're not to despise the table of the Lord. You're not to walk about like if you are some kind of extraterrestrial. You're your own thing in your own world with your own God. Listen to me. We want to invite you to go form part of a circus where there's a ringmaster where he does not care. In this house, there is a Father who has the Spirit of God upon him. We're not doing anything other. Yesterday, we we had all this time to ourselves. We were there for eight hours at the park. And I said, Lord, what do you want? He says, listen to me. If you start preaching a sermon now, that son is going to split the heads of these men. No sermon today. We're going to have a good time today. So there was no religiousness. There was no gimmick. There's no con artist. We're not letting Evan in anyways. We're gonna make sure we tell them that, but listen to me. We need to be faithful sons. I don't want. I don't. I'm not interested in anything else in this house. I, I get phone calls all week long. Hey, did you hear where Christopher Delgado was? I get phone calls like that. Hey, did you hear where uh, Andy's mom was? Hey, did you see your uh, your niece Megan was at a party? Hey, right, we got a phone call like that last week. Listen, the devil has. He doesn't care what you do, except one thing, that you not be a son of God. And I get, since I'm the father of the house, I get all the phone calls. Hey, did you see the Chavelin got mad at Richard? That, That phone call didn't come in. But listen, I get phone calls because the devil does not want you to stand up in these last days as a son of God. He doesn't want you to be faithful to any house. He wants you to continue like an orphan, going around without an identity, without a legacy. Romans 8, 19 says like this, the whole earth, the entire earth, eagerly awaits to reveal who are the sons of God. The whole earth is, they told told Mariano, what was his name, Mariano Rivero? They told him, you a son of God? And this guy is like, I'm a son of God. Put your money on it of course of course what are you talking about is there a son that doesn't bless his house and is not faithful in his house does that exist i will be calling you i say listen i've noticed that you've been coming for six years and in six years you've given six pennies and you've never served and you don't love the house and you don't honor the house you know you graduated this is graduation time right I'm going to have a commencement speech next week, and I'm going to give you all the graduates, the ones that have been invited to exit the house because they don't want to be sons of this house. They don't want to be sons of God. They don't want to be characterized as faithful men. You know, the immature guys, you see the little kids around there. And they're, I lollipop, lollipop. Those are kids. They just come for the lollipop. But you men, you're not coming for nothing. You're coming because you're a faithful son. You're faithful son because the Spirit of God is upon you. And the Spirit of God is upon you because you cry, Abba, Father. And you hold that in high honor. Father, raise your hand this morning with me. Father, look at your family. There are extremely faithful sons and daughters in this house. There are sons that have been here so long, now they're faithful fathers. And they're part of the administration. They're part of the order of this house. They've been transformed, and they no longer conform to this world. Now they have an obedient heart. They have a servant's heart. They are champions. They have been faithful for a long time. There's people that desire to be part of this family. There's people who have been making fun of this family for too long. And they have brought stench, and they've brought reproach upon this house because of the way they live. Father, I pray that you add to those those that are to be saved, that you connect those that are disconnected, that you return the heart of the prodigal back home to the Father's house, to the Lord's table. And we honor you, the Father of this house. We praise you, and we honor you, and we glorify you. We magnify your name on all the earth, oh God. Father, but I do ask one thing. According to Romans 6, 16, 17, that we mark those that are not part of this house. That we mark those that are disguised. They have an appearance of being a son, They have an appearance of being part of the family, but they are not. Their heart is distant from the heart of the Father. They have not received the spirit of adoption. They have rebelled. Father, I pray that you remove them from this house. I pray that they would suffer, and we even give them unto Satan, over to sin, over to rebellion, over to disobedience, so that they would run to the house of God, so that they would run to the high tower, to the name of the Lord which is a high tower, a refuge to keep us safe in times of adversity. And I pray that you have mercy on us all, that you remind us through your spirit how to repent, how to return, and how to be reconciled to our God so that we might bask in the extravagant, lavish love that you pour out on your sons. For you are the one that says, this this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Honor him. Serve him. Father, we glorify your name for being in the house of the Lord today. And forgive us taking too long. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.